Shalom. Hey, beautiful people. Oh, there she is. Hey, darling. Shalom. Hey, oh. <laughs> See, I love you. It's, we're always going to come from something from you, girl. <laughs> yes, massive. I know. Hey. I was just telling my mom, I was like, I'm so excited. I was like, Tracy just like gives me so much energy. And I'm like, and she's going to get me to exercise yeah, more. Listen, you, you, next, okay, so next week we're going to be together. Right, listen, next week we're going to be twins. She's going to give me what we're wearing next week. Next week, because wait, what? Next week, next week. It's right before like New Year's Eve, right? Okay, so me okay. and Tony going to get it together next week. So y'all see how festive she is. I got to get on board, y'all. Oh, just wait. I already asked my mom. I go, can I paint you like a reindeer? We're both going to be reindeer. She was like, sure. That's that'll okay, be. Okay, so mom's going to have to. Mom's going to have to come on. We got to okay. go live just so we can see that. <laughs> that is amazing, oh, girl. I love you. it. Thank you. <laughs> I love I it. I love it. Yes. I, I'm going to get myself together. You know what? I might even find that might be because we're supposed to do. Uh, we're having a family like pajama night. So I might need to go and try to find that and like do the whole character in that. Dude. We're we, we going to talk, we talk after the show. We're going to talk after the show. So we're going to get our wardrobe together, y'all, so I can be in a festive spirit like Tony is. We, we got to be on the same page, y'all. Here's what I love is that this is, I'm still in my onesie. So most people be like, you're still in your PJs, but because it's festive, it's cute. Like Maybe. you're allowed, like I love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I need that. So, I love the onesie game. <laughs> we we gonna, we gonna get it. We gonna get it together. But today's topic, y'all, and I'm a, I'm a toss the ball at Tony because she brought it up, and I was like, great topic for next week. Today's topic is emotional regulation. If you want to know, I was trying to find the simplest words to say. But emotional regulation is basically the ability to control your emotions, depending on the, no, no matter what state you're in. So the the ability to control your emotional state. So to control that as stroke survivors, I'm throwing the ball to you first, Tony, and we're going to take it from there. Okay. So, so emotional regulation, baby. I wish they would talk about it more. You know, they didn't warn. And I think that's the biggest thing I try to embark on to new survivors and their caretakers I am not asking for us to have an excuse. It is not okay to pop off on someone and to get all frustrated. That is not at all what this is. But when people around you know, it's kind of how I try to say it. it's like when you're sick, everything bothers you more. You're just yeah. you. And so you're more sensitive to things. And for me, I never cried in front of people. I did not cry happy tears. I did not cry sad, hurt, anything. And all of a sudden now, I mean... A commercial happens and I can cry. Um, a, um, you know, I tell people for as happy as I am, I can also be that sad and that angry. And in the beginning, it felt like whiplash. The emotional roller coaster was like, you know, I used to say I would hulk out. It was like if I didn't get kind of mad, it was zero to a hundred. And I had to learn how to start being, my favorite analogy is, I just want to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. So the heat and the pressure should change around me and it should not affect me. And 
that takes a lot, a lot of work and breath work, meditation, like so many things. But I just know that I wish someone would have like prepped my parents and my family more to know that like, hey, Tawny's emotions are going to be super raw. So like when you present things to her, like you can't just be like, we're changing the schedule now. And it would like bother me so much. And now like I've learned not to get so upset by things. And also I feel like my family has definitely learned. Like my husband goes, I know you so well. Like I know when to bring things up and when not to. And I'm like, oh no, like, do you have to walk on eggshells? He's like, no, you're so much better through the years. He's like, like even my mom um, recently, like the cat, we have a baby, a cat and a dog. And so, you know, instances happen and, you know, chaos ensues. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, okay. And then I go, actually, it's not that big of a deal and it's okay. And I go, mom, I'm really sorry I flipped out. And she goes, wait, that was a flip out? She goes, that didn't even register. She goes, oh my God, your progress is so much. So like, it's something I deal with daily and it's something I like to talk about because I feel like all of our memories talked about, you know, our, all those other things, but no one really wants to talk about that as much. So I'm glad that you were like, let's make that a topic because I was like, ooh, I could talk for a lot. So I'm going to be quiet now and let you <laughs> share <laughs> It's gonna be big. Not react because it's gonna be a everybody move. I'm going to explode and clear the room real fast. So it's one of those, but coming out of this situation as being a survivor, baby. As Tony said, the emotions uh would just be so chaotic. And the problem I'm gonna say from my experience, the problem with someone like ourselves that never really had uh emotions that we showed like so prevalent before. The, the, the misconception in our brain is say, hey, I'm having these emotional feelings, but what's about to happen? So we, our, our, our normal self is trying to say, hey, we're still in control to say, hey, calm that down because we don't want to share these emotions in front of somebody else. But because we cannot, we don't really know how to control it, it turns into a chaos. So it's like we're trying to control over here, but we don't really, that's not our norm. So we don't know how, but we're having all these feelings. So it's like, Boom. So it, it becomes just a big blast because it's like, wait, what really happened right. with us trying to be able to tame all of this? So to know that we are now learning how to sit with our emotions, to meditate, to sit down, to think about what's happening in our mind. And, and when I say to sit down and think about, you may have to go to the simple fact of actually figuring out how to meditate before you react, before you speak. Let's say, hey, I'm having this feeling right now, and I and I know it's not your fault. I know I may not be able to really explain these emotions and feelings that I'm having. So before I turn into a situation to put it on you or to, to put it off the, before it comes off the wrong way, let me sit back and not say anything until I'm able to bring this out correctly. So, so for one, for you to understand, for me to be able to relay this feeling that I'm having better and then so basically at the end of the day so we both can be around each other and understand because if we just expel these things for one we don't understand what's going on in our, in our bodies 
And for two, of course, you don't understand because you're not going to, you have not dealt with what we've dealt with. So it's so many things that, and, and I'm trying to give it to y'all, that either, it's so many things that can go wrong in a sense. That's because we're confused with our emotions. Our body is trying to understand what's going on. We're trying to heal. We have all these thoughts. We're trying to put these things there together. So, and I always like to use the, the situation and say, it's like a computer that's been rewired. And the computer says, hey, somebody came in and put all my wires from the back of me and then says, hey, but I still need you to work and act as a computer. You, you disconnected all of my wires. How am I supposed to work and act like a computer? They're like, wait, but you, a computer, you were once put together. You know that you your arm may move. You know that the leg may move. You know that something may do this. You might go to the left or right. But they yeah, don't think different. about well, we, when we put these wires, they may not have went back in the same position. So as a stroke survivor, we're going through these things. And that's why I'm always trying to explain the best way to try to understand a stroke survivor. Somebody pulled all our wires out, which is our brain bleed or our brain disconnect, and then said, hey, let me put these back together. And then I still need you to react and live a normal life. Yeah. you're like, wait. Okay, I'm trying to do that because that's what we should do, but something doesn't feel right. This wire over here is on the right side, but it should be on the left. This one yes. is over here on the back. It should be at the top. So we're having all of these. We're having this whirlwind of emotions, whirlwind of confusion, basically. Yeah. It's not whirlwind of emotions. It's a whirlwind of confusion because we have not quite set with it enough to understand that it's an emotional regulation trying to come to one situation and say, hey, let's calm down yeah. before we speak and put this out. Let's calm down. Let's sit with this thought. Let's. So again, I we're trying, and again, I'm always going to say, listen, I'm trying to figure out the best yeah. way for us to understand it as stroke survivors and for our family and loved ones to understand and say, hey, and, and, and I went, without cussing, but really, it, it, really you can sit back and say, hey, y'all really are fucked up. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's the reality of it because we, we are with all of these things going on in our minds, so, but it's okay. So I can say that in one sense, but when we learn how to control it, yes. emotional regulation, control it, we really can be at the, but we're sitting with it to say, hey, that's not the way I want to live my life. That's not the way I want people to portray me. That's not the way I want people to look at me and say, hey, because that goes back to say, whoa, what's me? Whoa, I had the stroke. So it's not somebody, it's not anybody else's fault. It's not you, and we're not going to say it's your fault. So it doesn't give you the right to say, hey, I am effed up so I can react like this. I am effed up so you could, you should give me a little leeway. Yes, in a sense, we should, but guess what? We all have to take fault for our own things, or the things that we do, and the things that we say to ourselves. Well, so and I'm it sure. Goes, it goes, girl, it goes so many ways. Go ahead and so, talk to them. No, talk so many it. different layers, but I'm glad you talked about, like, the fact of explaining how it is. Because, like, I love, like Gilly said, it's so important to place boundaries calmly around those around you and respectfully. And absolutely, I think that stands for everybody, stroke or not stroke. Um, but that's where some of the difficulties is, like, I, you know, like it, like you said, the connections may be connected, but maybe miss not on the right connection. Maybe Maybe it's over here. Like I did not cry happy tears ever. Like I didn't cry. And so like you said, it was, I mean, I told my neurologist, I was like embarrassed. I go, we need to stop this. I'm crying at work. Like I can't talk without tears just streaming down my face. And it was helpful that he was just like, also, you almost died. He goes, you got a second chance at life. Maybe you're feeling more instead of being like, I'm broken, let's fix this. And so sometimes with my emotion regulation, I've had to realize like, 
I do have a shorter fuse, but I've learned ways to manage it and to not have it be explosive on everyone and not have people go like to have my mom not even register that as like a blow up where I was registering it as one was like so much growth and just validation of like the work because the hours of meditation, all of those things and like, you know, second brain surgery, like I was so proud of myself. I go, mom, when we walked into that hospital, I was going into that hospital every month for six months to see if I was having to get brain scanned. So talk about some PTSD. So I go, we're walking back into that hospital when I have a brain aneurysm up there, coils like wiggling around. So like, yeah, I go, all of the, all of my worst fears are literally happening. And you want me to walk through the doors to the doctor who has given me news. And I go, there's a chance I'm going to have a panic attack. Like, so it was a boundary. It was a different thing where I was like, here are the things I'm not excusing, but like, let's all talk. So everyone knows. And like, we worked through it and I luckily didn't have a panic attack. Like my mom was in fact, and she goes, you were like a completely different person. I go, because this time I had support from other people. This time I knew that I got, I get to advocate. This is my body. Yes. These things are happening, but like, I go, when you know that you can speak up, when you can ask questions, when you can, whereas the first brain surgery, it was like, I don't know about you. I'm like, hey, hey, something's wrong. Something's wrong. Everybody's like, no, it's not. You're being a baby. Shut up. Deal with it. And then finally it was like, oh my God, we scanned you and there's blood and we don't know what's going on. And then it was just happening to me. And I just was like, my mom goes, a lot of times the doctors would say things and I'd look over at you and I'd look like this. "Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And I'm like, cause you they're saying things so fast you don't understand and so to just say all of that that like it takes though a village and it takes you actively wanting to be like you said you can't just say like this is just how i am so just take it and leave it and there are some people who say that and i hope that they realize that like i go you can change it's not easy it's not but it's so worth it to be in control of your emotions and not feel like things are just, I used to feel so reactive, like everything was happening to me instead of for me. And now I'm like, it happens for me. Hey, that's beautiful. So I'm gonna, no, it's beautiful. So you don't even realize that the, the nuggets that she be dropping, but I'm gonna, so, and it's come from our last two conversations. So things that has helped Tony identify this emotional regulation, she notices when she has triggers. She's paid attention. She notices when her body needs to take a break. And as she's because she's meditated, she's set with it, she's dealt with so much. She's six, seven years post, then having to go back to these things. She to to recognize, hey, that may give me an anxiety attack. Hey, that may take me over the top. Hey, that may do this. Something that's going to make me be uncomfortable. And I don't know what emotion is gonna come out. So she's recognized these things. So things that will help us to be able to control our emotional regulations will be to identify these things and you may not identify them in the beginning so we have to identify them how we how can a person get to the point of identifying we got to sit with these they sit with our thoughts let's journal maybe yeah journal mm. to say hey well think about it and if you don't remember things you may say ask your family or loved one to say hey when was the last time i blew up did you notice something before did you notice something oh so you may have to ask people around you like hey did you notice or, or or what is the most uncomfortable point that you've been around me post-stroke and you've been noticing things? So it may take, and, and, and in reality is how the saying says it takes a village. It takes people on the outside because you may not be able to notice it right off the So your outside, yeah, you're blinded by it, but your outside people say, hey, your reactions are off when this happens or this happens. So somebody else may be the one to tell you, be able to help you 
identify the things that are triggering you. Identify when you have those situations that your emotions are just all out of whack. So journaling is going to help you. The meditation is going to help you be able to identify as Tanya. And I'm always going to throw her out because she said these things of how she had to learn. As situations that we were talking about something a couple weeks ago, you were like, it's something that normally your body was reacting to something. You had to sit back and say, wait, I'm having this headache because I need to sit down. I need to take a yeah. break. I need to relax. And then I'll come back to this. So that's her identifying these things because she's been able to sit with it and say, I don't want to be react that way. I don't want to be seen as that person. And I want to share love. And it's, and I mean, the reality is, even if you don't know Tony, you can, you can see and understand she's a person of love that wants to share love. Yes, she couldn't control her emotions. It's a lot of points that she couldn't control her emotions. But when she noticed it, she says, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. So how can I not be that person? How can I be a better person for myself? Let me sit back. Sit with these things that I'm dealing with. Let me identify them. Let me meditate on them to say there's a better way for me to react. Whether it's to say, hey, I need to go sit by myself. I need to close the door. No one talk to me. Or let's work on talking to me at a more calm voice. As she said, she'll try to regulate things. If somebody says, hey, they'll, they'll answer her thoughts for her. That doesn't work for her. Let me figure it out. Let me take some time to get my thoughts together. And I'm going to come back. Don't finish my words for yeah. me. Let me get it together because that may belittle you in some type of way. You may not know. And all of these things that how we're trying to understand what our body is going through, other people around us trying to understand how they can help us. So it's called communication. So once we communicate that through others, they can help us, we can help them. And that makes it a better situation for all of us in a sense. Like, listen, this is something we're trying to learn to try to live a better life. As Gilly is saying, I'm grateful for you. Oh, I'm grateful for you. We're Aww, grateful for you too. You. But we're, it's just really trying to get everybody to understand, listen, it's a process that we're going through as stroke survivors. We're, we've been blessed with another chance of life, but we want to make sure we're living our lives to the fullest and the best abilities without affecting anybody negatively because reality is, as a stroke survivor, listen, we've had all, listen, I'm going to say for myself, I have all the negativity in the world from, from becoming a stroke I could, but I, there's, there's, I have been given another life, and there's so much love that I have inside of me, so it's like, I don't want to allow those negative emotions to come out because of something that I've went through that's out of anybody's control. So what I feel that does me best is let me let me educate others. Let me educate my survivors. Let me educate the community. Hey, there's better ways to live. Yes. In the beginning, we may not have lived the best because we didn't know how to react to things. So that's why we're constantly talking about things that we've been through, things that we're learning post-stroke, things that we will go through for the, maybe for the rest of our lives and trying to help others to say, hey, we've identified these things. We want you to identify. We want you to sit with this and pay attention and, and, and allow us to help you so you don't have to go through the same woes that we had to go through to say, hey, we're just trying to get it recovered. We're trying to live the best life and still love life in spite of what we went through. So it's so much, you guys. Yeah. No, and that you can talk about it because like, I know, I mean, when I asked the doctor, I was like, listen, my executive functioning and my emotion regulation is off because I worked in special education. So I knew I could pinpoint. I'm like, this is not right. And he goes, the fact that you just said both of those words to me, you're fine. Like you're okay. And so I just want us to know that like, you know, I did do neurofeedback, um, to try to get like regulation over it because I was, I was like, listen, I'm Latin. So I do say I love hard and I am passionate and I'm fiery and that will never change. But it was to the point where like my husband was like, I could tell when you 
were using a certain tone and pitch that it was like, do not talk to her right now. Oh, Lord. So I love that now no one, like, all, all my friends are like, I forget sometimes. Like, I go to you for, like, when crap hits the fan because I know that you're usually like, okay, this is what we can do. And, like, that makes me so happy to know that, like, with the meditation, with all that work, but, like you said, it takes the other people to tell you because sometimes you may think you not may not know that trigger um but it took a lot of time like by myself a lot of, like they say that shadow work the dark work the stuff you don't want to do and just every i tell people if you see me smiling i worked really hard for that because i deal with depression and anxiety so i could be the most negative spiral person especially having a second brain aneurysm but i choose with this second chance i'm like i really believe like both of us we got mouse for a reason. He could have, when I had that stroke, he could have been like, she needs to be quiet and she needs to listen. He did not. He did not slow my roll. He did not do any of those things, okay? So I know that I'm here to get loud and that's why I just love that you are about empowering us and those around us. It's not, we're not saying this to scare you or to give you an excuse or any of those things. We are just saying this so that you don't have to go through the crap that we had to because I just thought I was crazy. Like I was like, do I need to go see a psychiatrist because these emotions are just all over the map. And then you start talking in the community and they're like, oh my God, I know I cry too. And you're like, okay, I thought I was broken. I thought like, can we just like shove tissues in there or something? Like, and then you talk to other survivors who are like, I actually don't have that many emotions now. And so I learned it's just a beautiful, you know, like we're all different colors. We're all different shades. We're all different walks of life. And that's what makes it so fun and you're not weird for having all those emotions or having no emotions like you just are and that's what i'm just learning more is i can't my body beats me up and life beats me up a lot so like i'm done also beating myself up like i'm just gonna celebrate all the things that i am doing and listen and it's just so beautiful from there as Tony just said life has beat us up so why can we not celebrate from there in spite of everything we got and we can sit here and talk about we can talk for hours about all the things we're going through, all the emotions that really, if we allow to take over, that could just put us in a dark place. But why? Listen, when smiling is so much easier. So nobody's going to walk up to you and say, why are you smiling? Somebody may walk up to you and say, why are you frowning? Y'all understand, like, the reality is, how many people have come up to you and say, oh, my God, or, or you'll get, you have a beautiful smile, or you're always smiling, but there would never be anything negative behind why are you or or we take it back to the face that says if you don't have anything nice to say don't think say anything at all so guess what myself and tony we rather portray the nice smile all the time which guess what behind our smiles baby we went through depression everything so it's taking a lot for us to build that smile <laughs> it's taking a whole lot for us to get that smile i will tell you but that's what we're trying to teach you and educate you to make sure we can make sure you're smiling versus really showing the world and showing everybody the reactive of what you're really going through. So we understand we're not we're not saying you're not going through anything, but we want you to live it the best way that you can. So you can continue to go through things, but when we sit with these things, we can live through everything we're going through a better way, y'all. And we know the emotions gonna be there forever. Listen, it's called emotional regulation. The ability to learn how to control the emotions. It doesn't happen overnight. So that's what we're telling you. It's a world of things that we may always deal with. But 
let's work on sitting back. And, and it goes back to what we said a couple weeks ago. Let's work to, to chill. Patience. We need to do, we need to chill. We need to slow down. And we need we that need patience. Listen, we need to slow down. And as you said, I'm going to say, the Lord has blessed myself and Tony. He gave us a part that we slowed down, but we're both very, very fast and fast and people. So <laughs> that's what, if she makes me laugh so much, because it's like, wait a minute, she is me. Like, what in the world, Lord? You put my sister on the other side of the world. Like, she is the same person I am. Like, that's why I'm so happy when it gets, so I'm like, Tiny has my issues. I have Tiny issues, but listen, but we understand it and we can embrace it. Like, okay, we've been given a second chance, is what we're going to say. We've been given a second chance of life. And we want to embrace it in the best way we can. So you will always see a smile and embrace it. But at the same time, we're going to be honest with you to say, this smile is not always there. These emotionals, these dark days, depression, all these things. And it's very valid. Yeah. But we want to live a better life. I don't want to live in dark. I don't want to I live don't. in depressive states, baby. Mm-hmm. I, I want you to say, girl, you always smiling. And I'm be like, mm-hmm. yes. also i'm like the science behind it like you can trick your brain like make yourself fake a smile and there are times when i have to do that i have to make myself find the joy i'm doing the things because i'm like i know this is temporary i will get through it these like the emotions are we're just gonna write it out because i want to be back on the good and the happy because we did get another chance that's awesome so just on that note we are ending we are ending and then again this is every thursday at the same time i can't tell you what time it is because ain't no clock in front of my face two eastern (laughs) two eastern because i'm on a different time zone now i'm like two eastern one central 12 mountain 11 pacific there you go Okay. I need that one. <laughs> I love it. Bye, guys.